Well, hello everyone. Willie here from the ClecoVisions podcast. When I need to take a break from my ClecoVision and podcasting, I like to bust out my Super Nintendo, pop in Knights of the Round, and listen to Soul Blazers, the SNES podcast. It's so freaking super nintastic. A Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're the king! Only for Super NES. You're listening to the SNES Podcast, with your hosts, Soul Blazer and George. Good day, all. Welcome to Super NES Podcast. This is episode number 66 for your listening pleasure. Uh, I am Greg, and he is George, as always. It's me. I'm here. Yes. Well, it's a good thing that you are here, because I wouldn't want to do this like by myself. Eh, you did fine. <laughs> you did fine when you did that F-Zero episode. And several others. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, this is like... But since it was like uh, your, uh, your episode to pick a to, to pick a game, it's even more important that you're here. That makes sense. Yes, because... Yes, because I want to hear why you wanted to... Why you wanted to cover this game, so... Because it's a cool game. Yeah. So, there you go, podcast is over. <laughs> So, why don't you tell the good listeners like what game we're covering? Bust a Move, aka Puzzle Bobble. Yes, renamed, renamed for North America only as Bust a Move. I don't know why the game was renamed. I couldn't find anything online or any word indicating why Taito felt the name change was needed. Yeah, but, it's a it's a weird change. But uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, so uh, this was available um, originally, originally, originally arcade game, nineteen ninety four. Uh, the Super NES version was developed and published by Taito in 1995. So, um, why don't we start off a little bit with talking about our history, or our history look of the game. Um, have you played this before in the past, George? Not this one. I've played, uh, one of the newer ones. I think it might have been, like, three or something. Okay. Uh, first time I played it was from a PlayStation demo disc. Hmm. Um... And I really liked it. And then, you know, over the years, they kept making them. Right. Uh, which is crazy. And <laughs> the most experience I remember having is actually the one for the Wii. Okay. Um, but I also own the one for Xbox. Mm. Um, and it's it's a cool game. It's not something you could really marathon because whew, that's really rough. <laughs> but uh, I, I still like it. And it also... You know, it's it's the characters Bob and Bob from, you know, I totally forgot what the name of that game is. 
Bubble Bobble. Bubble Bobble. Yes. Oh there's, my God. There's I a lot of similarities so to. Right yeah, there's a lot of similarities like to the. Uh, a lot of things are taking over like in that. Uh, like my franchise, like for this, but we'll get into that. Yeah, um, and Bubble Bobble was basically one of those games I played as a kid. Mm-hmm, yep. This game is this game is not really an action puzzle game so much as Bubble Bobble is, but there's definitely yeah. like a very action feel to it, also because like you know. Um, but again, we'll we'll get into that when we talk about gameplay. Um, the, the PlayStation one you probably had was. The PlayStation one you probably had. I you, you probably played as a kid. It was probably the sequel. Uh, like. Uh, Busted Move 2. It might have been. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Yep, this is the this is the first game in a franchise that spawned about about seven games, depending upon how you count it. Jeez. Um the, <laughs> the, the new uh the newest one came out the DS. Um Oh. Yeah, like a couple years ago. I don't know if that was hmm. available in North America. I think it may have been a Japan only game, but uh, but yeah, there is a there is a there there is a DS one. So, but uh, um, anyway, um, I I I, uh, I uh, so I remember playing this game like in the arcades, like on the Neo Geo. Um, but I never had played the Super NES version of this game, and, and not played it in any form for a very long time. So, um, it was, it was kind of fun to go back to it and remind myself how much I suck at this game. But um, <laughs> no, I hear you on that. It's, it's because like. Yeah, because like, yeah, because like any good puzzle game, it starts off easy and then gets like difficult very fast. But um, so, why don't we talk about um, the history, the history, like a little bit? Uh, as George already mentioned, this game is loosely inspired and takes a lot, and takes um, and takes a lot from the popular Bubble Bobble series. The title had originally come out with, back in 1985. Um, Puzzle games were popular during the early '90s because of t- uh, 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 early '90s uh, because of things like you know Tetris and Calms and some other games out there. So, Taito decided just to simply borrow some aspects from their from from their Bubble Bobble series and kind of make a kind of spin-off puzzle game with them. Uh, you have the same two main characters. Uh, uh, I I like this game. Uh, your two dinosaur buds. Um, Whose names I'm drawing a blank Bob on. Bob and Bob. Bu- Bob and Bob. Yes, yeah. thank you. So, um, and if you look carefully, and the bubbles are popping, you can see the enemies uh, there, like in the Bubble Bobble games. Um, and they also, and um, and also to beat the game, uh, it also plays a remix, a remix of the music from Bubble. Uh, um, uh, like the game music from Bubble Bobble as well. So, I really like that. It sounded great on the SNES hardware. Yes. So, um, so this game originally came out in Japan only in June '94 on their like on their like like on their like on their B system hardware. Uh, a trivia note: the original the original the original planned the original planned planned release name of the game was Bubble Buster, but at the um, but the last second they changed it to Puzzle Bobble instead. But they, um, that sounds much better. <laughs> uh, six months later, in December of '94, uh, SNK uh, released released a released their arcade game uh, worldwide, like on their Neo Geo uh, hardware, other uh, other uh, uh, their arcade uh, 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 system, which I which I which I know. Ne- I, I always forget the designations of the letters for the arcade versus home for that. I think it was the um, uh, the. The uh, the MDK or something like that for I don't know yeah but anyway that's how I played it first first like in the arcade uh, 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 the new Joe version of the game was almost the same um, uh, the only difference 
uh, really, uh, uh, really, there were differences besides having translated text. Text, text was the game also played uh, played in stereo and had some different sound effects. Um, oh. Hmm. But uh, probably, if I had to guess, the reason the name got changed for North America was because the was because the Bubble Bubble series was never as, as popular over here as it was in Japan. Um, so maybe they kind of felt that the name recognition really wouldn't do them any favors. So again, that's just a guess. Like if I had to make. But an I don't see why you, why they would change the I I to be honest, if you compared the two names, I would rather have Puzzle Bobble than. Bust a move. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I don't really know why, but um, yeah, the series, the series is still known as Bust a Move here in North America. So, but yeah, uh, I wish we had an answer for that. I'd really <laughs> like to know. But uh, yeah, so um, being very popular, the game was ported out to a number of systems. Uh, besides the Super NES in 1995, uh, uh, the Super NES version of the game got released worldwide. Uh, the game also got ported to the 3DO, the Neo Geo CD, the Game Gear, oh. and, uh, the Game Gear, like in the Wonder Swan. I might have to go get the 3DO version, though. I've never played that one. It probably <laughs> plays very close to the arcade version. It's, imagine, yeah, it's but. probably very similar. So, um, yeah, this version of the game is very similar, like very similar, like to the, um, um, you know, uh, like to the arcade version as well also. Uh, major differences being that there's also, when you start the game up, you can either play one player, uh, two player, or challenger. Uh, 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 and there's also an option for challenge record, which is record, which, uh, which kind of like a time trial thing, a uh, uh, thing we're trying to like beat the, uh, you know, beat the best time kind of like thing. But a um, two player mode looks pretty fun. Uh, it, it does this kind of, uh, two player modes, same kind of similar gameplay as some of the Tetris games later on, uh, later on like would do, where like both sides, both players take up one side of the screen, and you're trying to clear your side first. And if you do a particular good combo, those bubbles get transferred over to the other player's side to mess them up. So, um, and whoever gets to clear their clear their side first wins. So, um, but one player mode. As you can be doing, you can be doing this, you can be doing this like for a while, folks, because one-player mode has 100 levels to clear. It takes about an hour and a half if you play through it. Yes, I did. I walked along. Um, I walked along play uh, <laughs> uh, uh, of the game on YouTube to see the ending because there's no way in heck I was going to mm -hmm. be able to finish to finish the no. game. But no. But, um, I, I yeah yeah I got to about level 24. I want to say before I could. Temporary gets stymied, but hmm. so, but there is a there is a password feature uh, feature of this game that the game has, so you can always like, go back to where you left off, which is very good, very helpful. Yes, I would so. hate to start from the beginning again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for those of you out there who have not played this game, let me try to describe this, um, and maybe George can help. It's like here. Facebook games now. <laughs> you shoot yeah, you shoot a of. color at another color and if you match them up they pop and if anything's under it that falls too it's it's uh, the, the way that technology has brought us like these kinds of games are like facebook games mm. now um you um it does have the um well this game does have the very charming twist of having like uh your dinosaur bubs, uh, bubs at the bottom of the screen, helping you with the shots. Uh, one yes. guy will, uh, like one guy will load the shot into the cannon for you. Uh, on the other guy will, like you know, like uh, actually actually move it back and forth from the infinite sack of bubbles. Yes, you, you can only see one bubble ahead of you. 
Um, you can't store any bubbles, so um, it's like if you have a bubble that you don't want, a card you don't want, you have to like shoot the bubble off to the side. Yes, uh, that's what makes it more difficult. Right. And <laughs> and if you get three or more, as George said, of any color, um, it goes poof. You obviously want the more, uh, the more combo, uh, the bigger the combo, the more points you get. Um, and banking is very important in this game because, like, the screen is mm-hmm. not really that big. The screen's actually kind of cramped, actually. So, uh, banking shots is very critical. Uh, there's a very, uh, there's a great walkthrough, um, uh, 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 online, like the Cade version of this game. And this guy was an engineering student at MIT, uh, uh, when he wrote the FAQ, because he because he got addicted to the game playing it like in the uh, Student Union arcade there. So, <laughs> and being an engineering student, you can imagine the kind of strategies he has for solving like solving the game's levels. So he makes judicious use of banking. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, what I really liked about the bubbles was they actually have the enemies from uh, Bubble Bobble in there. I said that already. Did you say that? Yes, I did. Back in the beginning, when I was talking about like you know similarities with this game, like in the Bubble Bobble series. We're really good at not listening to each other tonight. <laughs> well, we're also we're also well, very... I wanted to share that I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do also. I do also. It's very charming, but uh, um, yes, but uh, um, and every now and then, for every for, for every number of shots that you shoot, um, uh, the screen also lowers down a level. Yes. Uh, so you want to be very careful in the shots you, the shots you're making, and as the and, and as the screen gets smaller, um, the, the the bubbles also uh, the, uh, the 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 firing speed your bubble speeds up, and the music also speeds up. Uh, and um, and the bubbles reach the bottom of the screen, um, then it's game over. So it's like Tetris, but upside down. Yeah, kind of like that. Kind and like, um, the big thing that, the, yeah, like I said before, the big thing I think that, uh, the big thing I think that differentiates this game between other puzzle games, it, uh, you know, is the banking, because banking is critical in this game. Uh, especially, especially you can't get very far in the game unless you know how to bank, because you really have to calculate the angles and be able to, like, okay, if I want to get this ball up here to get this combo, I need to shoot off at this angle to be able to get the, you know, pass this one and everything else. So, um, yeah, I, 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 it's not really that complicated to, you get the ha- show the hang of the angles after a while, but um, it definitely gives the game kind of like a very like unique feel to it. I'm, I'm usually bad at eyeballing things, <laughs> so um, I think if you fail a level enough times or something, they actually give you like a little uh, like indicator showing where it will bounce off and everything. I don't remember that. I never really. Uh, it was definitely in the it was in the first level for like the tutorial. I know that much. But uh oh, Okay. If you if you fail a level, I'm pretty sure like it does it like after like a few fails or something like that. Yeah, I, I never actually did that because you know, I was just simply like if I failed a level uh, a level uh, a level I just like um I just like my reload a safe state and try again, so um, oh, it, okay. Yeah. But, def- um, but if you just do that, that's very generous of them. You know, that definitely helps you to get far in there. Are you farther in the game? For sure. But they, um... So, like Bubba Bobble, this game's very cute. Uh, almost sickly cute. Um, you know, the dinosaurs look... The dinosaurs look the same way, um, that they do in, uh, the Bubba Bobble games. They're just simply larger, like, more defined. Um, the enemies, as George said, give very little cute poppy motions, like the bubbles go boom. Um, there is... There, like... 
like I like uh, I like uh, I like Bubba Bobble. There's um, there's a uh, there's there's bright colors. Uh, the whole game is very the, the the whole game the whole game the whole game has a very like cartoony feel to it, uh, for sure. But so it's not very graphically sophisticated, but for but for but for being a port a port like their arcade game and for what they were trying to pull off, uh, the game looks great in the Super NES. The cover, uh, nice. uh, the colors are popping. The graphics are quite good. Uh, all the animations and styles carry over like an arcade game. It's um. You're not pushing the hardware limits here, so um, so everything looks great. All the different backgrounds are nice. Yep, yep, that's true also. So, um, and like Bubba Bobble, the game also has um, uh, a very simple, very addictive, uh, a very cute musical piece that plays through the game. And like Bubba Bobble, it's very good at first, but after a while, very quickly becomes annoying. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> listening to that for about an hour and a half? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> good. I didn't either. I mean, the song's nice, but like about Bobble, it's you know, it's a good song, but after you hear it for like you know, like ten times, you're like, ugh, enough already. But so, but yeah, that's a that's a game where you eventually mute it and listen to music or something. Yes, or nothing at all because you know, like you know, sounds the sounds may help you to concentrate better, um, as the case may be. Because like I said. The difficulty ramps up very well in this game. The first, uh, the first few levels are very easy to get you used to the game. It's like, you know, okay, just shoot here, shoot here, you're done, move on. But it doesn't take very long for the game to get very deviously difficult. And time limit also gets harder, the harder, harder you go on because of the fact that it takes less amount of shots for the level to start uh, coming down on you also. So it adds a, uh, just adds extra pressure. Oh, it's number of shots. It's not a timer. Yeah, it's number of shots. Oh, okay, that's good so, to know. But uh, um, and uh, and there's also a time bonus. Like if you're the kind of person who um, who plays with points, not only you not only do you want to try to get bigger combos and try to. Uh, um, try to like destroy um, a large number of screen at once, but you also want to try to do this as fast as possible because uh, if you finish the round within 60 seconds, you'll get a certain number, uh, a certain amount of bonus points um, as well. Uh, for example, I think, uh, for example, the guy who's playing the long play uh, of this on YouTube finished the game with, like two and a half million points. Jeez. So, but uh, we get a huge point bonus for beating the game. Um, yes. Let's talk about that last stage. Like again, like Bubba Bobble, there's actually a boss fight. Um, stage 100, as you're trying to destroy this big enemy that's inside of like a brick wall atop the screen that's protected by uh, bubbles, and, and you're trying to clear a path to the brick wall and shoot bubbles on, shoot bubbles on the brick wall to damage it. Um, and once you do that enough times, uh, the brick wall collapses, the enemy falls down, and you falls down, and you beat the game. Woohoo! So. Um, where apparently, um, I don't know what the plot of this game is, I, I don't really think it has one, but apparently it looks like that, that your two dinosaur buds were trying to were trying to secure a great treasure, because the beginning of the game shows them in front of a huge mound of gold, of gold and jewelry, um, uh, and gold coins. What two dinosaurs would do with that much money, uh, Lord only knows, but, um, hey, it's theirs now. <laughs> They're gonna... They're gonna build a version of NASA. <laughs> They're gonna go to the moon. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. As far as uh. So I played the game also on Mame to refresh my to, to uh, on Mame also to refresh my memory. Um. And they um. Um. And pretty much um. This is a very good port like arcade game. There's really nothing left out on this. 
Um, the screen's a little bit smaller uh, because of the different kind of resolution that the Super NES has, right. um, um, as opposed to the um, as opposed to the um, uh, the arcade. And the controls are and the controls, of course, like a bit different because they're uh, because they're arcade game like a joystick versus the pad. Uh, to, I uh, move the gun around on, but that's fine. I mean, the, I mean, the changes in this game are so minor that you know it's really, like I said, because it wasn't a very sophisticated arcade game. The Super NES had no problem at all uh, pulling, uh, like pulling the game off, so it translates over very well. Uh, it's a very, very good arcade board. Hey, at least the resolution wasn't backwards. <laughs> Uh, yes, indeed. It's got that much going for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can tell if a game's good or not if the resolution's right. correct. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, uh, how far did you get in the game before you finally got, like, totally stuck, George? Oh, jeez. I haven't kept track of it. I've been really busy this week. A lot of very important things have been going on, but uh, I made time to, to play this. Uh, I don't know how far I've gone, but I do have a lot of experience with this series. Mm. So. Right. Okay. Um, so um, back when this game came out, the views of this were actually like very mixed. Um, uh, you to give you an example of a positive review. Uh, uh, like EGM uh, uh, gave it high marks, uh, calling it a very, you know, calling it quote a, a thoroughly enjoyable and incredibly uh, an incredibly addicting puzzle game, uh, and two-player mode is. Truly the highlight of the game. Uh, too bad I didn't get to play this against somebody else. The two-player mode does look very fun. It does. But, you know, I always did like that mode with Tetris. I think with Tetris Attack was the first one to have that, where, like, you know, like, if you do particularly well, you throw blocks on the other side to you know, mess them up. That's a great thing to do. <laughs> but they, um... Um... On, uh, but on the negative side, however, GamePro criticized the game, uh, saying it's, quote, starts out fun, but ultimately lacks... 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 Uh, lacks... Uh, lacks replay value um, and longevity, uh, and then no, um, like one-player mode, all the levels feel the same. And two-player mode, uh, and two-player matches like over too quickly, too bit of an excitement. Uh, they also criticize the lack of any 3D effects in the graphics. <laughs> I I think this review is kind of harsh. I mean, like uh, yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, the level, the levels, the levels are pretty similar. I will give it that. Uh, you know, I do have a small nitpick on this game. It's probably that—the fact that there's not really too much variety, uh, variety in the levels. Hmm. I mean, I mean the uh, the bubbles, the bubbles are always arranged in different formations and colors. But the screen's so small, there's really only so much you can do with that. So, I mean, at least they try to try to make each one different, and I think for the most part they succeed it. But you know, I can't see the game kind of like you know lacking like replay value because like you know, um, you either. You you you're either gonna reach a point where you're totally stuck in this game and just throw your throw down in frustration and you never go back to it again, uh, or you're gonna beat the game and then, uh, beat the game and you, um, you're gonna be so sick of it that you're not gonna wanna, like touch it again. So um, I'm so I kind of agree on that one point that the game kind of lacks a replay value. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Which is something the later games I think they did a better job of. Yeah, I would, I would, I would think so. But they, uh, yeah, but hey, you know, for for start of a franchise, this game's very good. This game's still very playable today, I think, and still a lot of fun to play. Um, if you like, it's easy game, to play too. It's yeah. pick up and play. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, it's like what's there to? I mean, like once you learn the angles, uh, which is the angles, you would take like five minutes. 
um, it's pretty much like all elementary from there on out. Right, so. and it's also not like an RPG where if you, you're gone for like a month or something, you just, <laughs> where am I? Where am I going? What am I doing? So, uh, right, so. it's got that going forward too. Yes. So, um... So, uh, I talked about my very minor nitpicks, nitpicks like this game, George. Do you have any, like, small complaints or anything, or, um, or anything in this game you wish was different? The music. Well, yeah, besides that. <laughs> <laughs> we've already, we've already, we've already kicked that dog enough, so. I wish it added more gameplay. It's basically the same thing up until the end. Yep. You know, the only thing that's different is the boss battle. Um... Should have added something to it, maybe? Right. Uh, I'm not sure, because, like I said, it's just the same thing over and over. Other than that, there's not really much to complain about. Um, yeah, so, uh, I think this... So, I think this game may be kind of... I don't think this game has the same universal appeal that Tetris does. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I do appreciate the action, the, the, the action part of it. But this game's definitely harder, I think, than Tetris is, uh, like, overall. Um, and I think this game probably, kids would probably have a hard time, uh, a hard time with this game. Um, you know, because of the fact that, uh, because the angles, the angles involved and the kind of, uh, on the difficulty, um, uh, of trying to match up colors as opposed to like, you know, just simply just, you know, dropping blocks like into like, uh, straight lines. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's a puzzle game. It's, it's very fun. Like George said, this formula has been repeated upon time and time again and it's still around today, like in many, like, you know, like mobile and flash games and Facebook and uh, Facebook stuff and whatnot. So, um, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely a classic. Um, I think this game holds up, holds up, holds up, holds up well today. I think, I think the later games, the series probably, probably are better, but that's kind of, but a lot of games, franchises that come that you know, come out of the fact are usually better than uh, better than the original game. Uh, the game's still quite fun to play today. I certainly had some fun playing it. Yeah, I, I, I did too. So, yeah. So my recommendation is if you like puzzle games, uh, definitely check this one out. Um, I mean. Um, it's not, um, it's pretty cheap to get a hold of, too. Uh, there's 17 copies, copies of the game currently available on eBay, with 48 copies of copy recently sold, and these prices, these prices, like, include shipping. Um, card only, uh, prices, prices vary wildly, but you can get, uh, uh, but they do start as cheap as, like, six bucks. That's a really good price. Yeah, card only prices for sold copies range from six to, uh, from six to thirty-four dollars. Uh, Thirty-four. There, wow. Ooh. Yeah, there were there there were a few CIB copies available. Also, those range anywhere from uh, 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 those range from twenty-one fifty to twenty dollars. That's not bad. Yeah. So, yeah, for six bucks. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's definitely worth to look. You're playing for six bucks. I'd say um, up to fifteen, maybe. Yeah, I can't really speak about the other ports of the game. Um, I remember the um, you know, like I remember, uh, like I remember. The, like I remember the Neo Geo version of this game playing as playing a hair faster, and the colors were a little bit more vibrant in the arcade version. Uh, hmm. But that's, that's because the arcade hardware. Uh, but, that's, but that's because the Neo Geo hardware is much more powerful than Super NES hardware is. So, um, but uh, yeah, I imagine this game plays fine regardless of what format you play it in. So. So anyway, um, I've already pretty much said my final thoughts like this game. George, do you have anything else to say about the game? Uh, it's a good game. You should go play it. Uh, if you want to buy it, definitely worth it. Mm. 
<laughs> I, I mean, what else What do you say? It's, it's a cool game. Right. <laughs> yeah, you definitely get stuck into a trance sometimes with like you, uh, uh, playing this game with like that like move and shoot combo that you have going on because it's because like your brain's already thinking like one step ahead. Uh, because you see this shot coming up coming up next you're like okay i shoot this here and then that frees up me to shoot this one over here just like my bank this one here just right i can get it to go up there to clear out back to clear out that line uh you're not even realizing you're doing it you're playing the game i mean you're always like i think like one step ahead yeah well you have to also because this game gets very unforgiving uh higher up the game uh definitely definitely check out some of this uh, some of this, say, a higher, uh, the higher levels on YouTube. Some of, this, some of these higher levels, by the 40s, this game gets insane. Uh, by the 70s, you're just wondering, how the heck can anybody do this? So it's definitely challenging. Yeah, I, challenging. If you enjoy this game, you can, you can be playing this game for a long time. <laughs> so, but, uh, yes, and yeah, I really appreciate the fact it has a password feature. <laughs> Very helpful. Yes. So, um... Anyway, um, I think that's all we have about to say about this game. Um, yep. Um, so um, next time we're doing a special. Uh, we're doing a. Um, do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, it's a treat. Uh, something we don't usually do, but George and I decided. Well, I had the original idea. George's 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 accommodating enough to go along with it. Um, yes. To come up with this, something a bit different for us. Um, the idea was actually suggested. I don't know if they were joking or not, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, best part. <laughs> um, but, on the, but, on the, uh, but on the newest episode of, of Pie Factory Podcast, which is a great podcast I, I really recommend that everybody out there listen to that can enjoy arcade games, because Sean and Jim do a great job uh, on that podcast talking talking about two classic arcade games like in every episode. Um, and they're fans of the show. They've done a bumper for us and everything else like that, so I very much appreciate that. Um, anyway, in their uh, like the most recent talk... Um, uh, of like the most recent episode, they were suggesting that they were looking forward to us covering Pachinko games uh, in this podcast. Um, because George has talked about that a couple times in the past. So, I and like I said, I don't know if they were serious or not, but we're going <laughs> to call them on their bluff. <laughs> so, we're going to be covering a, a so we're going to be sampling uh, a few of the many Pachinko and a, uh, as a bonus, uh, Mahjong games available uh, that, uh, that were uh, that were released for Super Famicom in Japan uh, during the lifetime of Super NES. Uh, I'm going to be covering a couple of uh, Pachinko games, and George is going uh, to be covering a couple of Mahjong games. Oh boy! So I wonder out who there... got the short end of the stick there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I pick Pachinko because I don't know uh, Pachinko because I'm like Mahjong. I actually don't know how Pachinko plays, so I'm like I want to learn it. So. um... Yeah, so this should be interesting. So, so tune in next time for that. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> um, so, uh, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, suggestions, etc., etc., please feel free to, each, uh, to contact us on the, uh, contact us on our Facebook page, or you can also send me an email directly to the SNES Podcast at yahoo.com. Um, we, we, George and I also do another podcast together called PlayStation Power. Uh, we yeah. cover PS1 and PS2 games. That one's not, that one's not family friendly. Uh, just see what, I, I just see you warned. Um, George, <laughs> what are the podcasts you do, and where can people reach you at? Oh, other podcasts I do. Uh, well, if you want to talk about not family friendly podcasts, I also do the Box Fort. 
Um, and that's wonderful. We got a th- we got a third person on there, and it's just it just keeps getting better. Um, anyway, I also do uh, Master System masterpieces. We cover Master System games. Uh, that one's been great. Been finding a lot of games that I have no nothing no no idea. I did not know about them. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's fun. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Chief. That's at M I S T U R. C-H-E-F, and that's that's basically it for me. Yes, um, please also, uh, we're also available, on, uh, 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 this podcast is also available like on iTunes. Please feel free to check us out there and give us a review. We'd very much appreciate it. Um, and we're also a proud member of both the Throwback Network and Retro Junkies. Uh, we can check out a whole bunch of other uh, retro podcasts, both gaming and non-gaming related. Um, so tons of stuff on there for listening pleasure. Um, so yes, uh, we're still working on some guest hosts coming up in the near future. Uh, schedules are very difficult to arrange, but we have some tentative things lined up. It's just a matter of trying to get people in to actually make commitments to actually being on the podcast. So, uh, hint, hint. So, um, uh, we'll hopefully have those look up for you like very soon. Awesome. And, and I think that's about it. Uh, um, anything else that you want to uh, um, say to the good listeners before we sign off? Uh... Don't forget the saying, school kids. <laughs> well, the arcade version of this game came out during that whole winners don't use drugs period. So there's a whole bunch of oh, drug yes. messages and everything that's yes. on the arcade game. So uh, that's appropriate. It fits. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. And take care. Have a good night. Goodbye. Or day or, or, day or whatever it is like me listen to this. Later. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man.